0: Welcome to Burning the Couch with Pim and Michaela. Although we are licensed therapists, please note that information in this podcast should not replace psychotherapy, clinical supervision, or be taken as legal or medical advice.
1: Privacy is important to us, so all people, places, and scenarios mentioned in this podcast have been changed to protect client confidentiality. Also, we don't condone literally burning your couch. And a special thanks and shout out to c Studios for the awesome music we're using in this podcast. Welcome back to Burning the Couch with Pim and Michaela. Um, today we are actually recording via zoom. We're still social distancing due to COVID-19. Um, so bear with us on the audio. It's not going to be the same as when we record in person. Um, but today's topic, we're going to be talking about frequently asked questions. So this could be like statements made to therapists or things that people have said to you. Um, maybe it's, you know, the grocery clerk asking you what you're doing, you know, on your lunch break or something. But, or if you're at a party, you know, we'll remember parties (laughs) Um, and things that people ask you. Maybe they're funny. Maybe you don't know how to answer them. But I think as therapists, we've all kind of had this experience.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with the very first question that we get most often, which is, what do you do? Um, what do you do, Michaela? (laughs) When someone asks you, what do you do? I mean, I have a fake job. Um, I don't always want to lie, but I think it depends on like the situation, you know, if it's like a casual talk and it's a stranger that I'll probably never see ever again. Um, when I'm standing in line, I don't want to be bothered. Like I might, you know, give them my fake job um but if it's like someone that i'm going to have a working relationship with like my hairdresser or my masseuse i don't know any of those people that i'm going to see often then i won't give them the fake job and i'll just deal with the question
1: <laughs> yeah and i for me i've had situations where it's like i'm getting groceries on my lunch break or I'm, i just got off work and i'm just stopping by the store really quick and you know the clerk you know checking me out is like you know, super friendly, just asking everybody like, oh, how's your day going? Oh, just got off work. Oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, that's the last thing I want to talk about is what (laughs) I do. Um, Because I've realized I get, you know, like one of two different reactions of, oh, well, you're a therapist. Okay. Well, tell me, you know, let me tell you about my wife or let me tell you about my family or the drama that's happened. What do you think about that? Or I get the opposite, which is, you know, oh, it's kind of standoffish of, oh, are you analyzing me? I don't, I gotta watch what I say around you now. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I get a third reaction. Um, and that's, I don't know if it's cultural or um, from like my community, you know, where therapy's not really um, common, which is, what is it? <laughs> that's, that's a third reaction. I think with what do you do? Um, you know, until this day, my family doesn't fully grasp what I do for a living. Um, they either think I like half of them think I prescribe medication and, you know, the other half think I work with quote unquote, like crazy people, which is not necessarily like, that's their idea of, of going to therapy, you know? Um, Like for me, yeah. Like I, I think it depends on you know, is it the grocery store clerk where I'm never going to see them again and it's just a quick thing, um, or yeah? What's is your it,
1: fake job? I want to know what your fake job is. My fake job is <laughs> <laughs> a
0: bank teller, <laughs> and I'm and I'm so sorry to all the bank tellers out there. I, I I'm going to apologize in advance. I chose this as my fake job because I feel like no one will ask me questions about it. Um, because I used to say teacher, um, which is very similar, I guess, of a field because I, you know, um, well, at the time, you know, a couple of years ago, I only worked with zero to five and really young children. And so I was like, oh, I'm a preschool teacher. And so I can like, they'll still ask me questions about you know, children, but it's not too far off. Um, but then I started getting questions like, what school did you teach at? <laughs>
1: or, or you I know. get what grade. What grade do you teach? And I'm like, uh, master's level students. Oh my God. I've got that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So For then those I, of you that- go ahead. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Pim and I have taught um, as part of like our doctoral intro internships, we've been like adjunct faculty at, at a university for master's programs. So that was kind of our go-to at one point where, oh, we're, we're teachers. We teach. Oh, what do you teach? Right. Um, yeah. 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 But people would ask
0: me like, what school do you teach at? And then it started getting, I felt like my lie was just getting so much more intricate than I wanted it to be.
1: <laughs> so then it's I- like that- <sighs> Yeah. It's like, you have to like pull out another lie. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. So then I was like, okay, scratch the whole teacher idea. Like that's just going nowhere. So then I was like, oh my God, no one questions a bank teller. They're not going to ask me details about what I do. I'm like, yeah, I withdraw cash. I deposit cash. (laughs) I'm sorry, bank tellers. Like I said, I'm sure you do more than just those two things. But I feel like the majority of people, once I tell them, oh, I'm a bank teller, they just go, oh, cool. And like, leave it alone. Or sometimes they'll ask me like, oh, for what bank? And then I'll just like, you know, name a random bank, like whatever the fuck I felt like that day, (laughs) like Bank of America or Chase or whatever. And then, oh my gosh, I got to go. Bye. (laughs) Because I didn't want to get, I didn't want to go further into it.
1: (laughs) Right. That's so funny you say that too. I actually had a supervisor back in the day and, you know, she did a lot of, traveling for conferences and things like that. And she's like, you know, it's always, you know, I'm always sitting next to someone that wants to talk and it comes up, what do I do? Um, And I'm like, I can't sit on this five hour flight. Then knowing I'm a therapist. Right. Um, And she's like, so I thought of like, what is something people, it's just straightforward. Right. There's no questions. There's no, she's like, so I told him I cleaned houses (laughs) and it's like, (laughs) There's no, that's straightforward. You know what I do. (laughs) Like, yeah. um, But yeah, you kind of have to, sometimes we just don't have the mental energy to get into it, right?
0: No. And it's not that I don't want to, um, you know, be truthful or honest, but sometimes you, at the end of the day, you're just so mentally exhausting that I'm like, I can't, I can't, I just can't listen to another thing about therapy or, or talk about therapy because unfortunately, it is, uh, there have been cases where like my husband's friends, for example, a, a lot of them are younger because they're in the military. Um, and they might've not heard about what therapy is, but the minute I kind of explained to them what mental health is and like, you know, they're so amazed, like, oh, wow, what you do is amazing. Like, this is great that there's someone like this out there. Because to be honest, I mean, I didn't know what therapy was either until college, you know, until later on. Um, so in that sense, like there are people who are just like, oh, wow, that's amazing what you do. And they leave it at that or they, they don't have further questions. But there's been so many times when like, you know, my hairstylist or, <laughs> you know, the person next to me on the plane or whoever else finds out that I'm a therapist, and then they're just like, oh my gosh, my, you know, yeah, you know, second cousin from this other state is having all these marriage problems and like so and so is diagnosed with this, and I'm just like, uh, I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> and I know it sounds terrible. Like I wanna help as many people as I can, and but it's there needs to be some boundaries. Like I can't be offering not necessarily free therapy, but I just don't have the mental capacity at that moment. At the after a long day of therapy sessions, to um, I don't know. I, I it sounds bad, it, I, and I sound guilty well, as I'm saying it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think and I think that's the expectation that people have. Like, oh, you're a therapist; you're supposed to help people. You're supposed to always be, you know open and willing. And it's like, sometimes it's not appropriate. Sometimes it's like my family calling me and, you know, they're like, ask Michaela or, you know, you have this issue. Well, Michaela knows about it. And I I don't want any part of that. Right. And that's not even appropriate for me at that point. Um, but I have to set limits with even just, just family. Right. Because they have this understanding or, or this idea of what I do. Um, do you ever cool. get people who don't know what a therapist is? and
0: Or if you say a therapist, they say like what kind as if like you were trying to like a massage yeah. therapist or a respiratory
1: therapist.
0: Yes, yeah. I get that. I get that. And then, so then I started just saying psychologist um, and now I still do um, to like not, like not to like close friends or people I know I'm going to build a relationship with, but like, my like my neighbors for example or you know some like maybe the bar down the downstairs that i always go to like the bartender thinks i'm a psychologist because i, I mean it's people i think understand that term a lot more when you say psychologist then they're like oh okay they're a shrink or like they're <laughs> they're a person that works in the mental health field um and this is what they do for a living versus if i say therapist then they're like a uh, physical therapist, occupational, respiratory, you know, and then it just, I just don't have the energy.
1: <laughs> or I, I w- I typically do say like, Oh, I'm a marriage and family therapist, or I'm a family therapist or something to that effect. And a lot of times I get the, Oh, you must have a perfect marriage. You must have like, everything must be perfect. And I'm like, uh, no, we're still real people. We still have arguments. We still, you know, just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean I'm exempt from real life stuff. Right. Um, And I think that brings like to another point is people are interested and they're like, Oh, what made you want to do that? Right. Have you ever gotten that? Um, What made you get into the field?
0: Yeah. A lot of, uh, yeah, I would say a lot of times actually. And um, my answer varies because with any therapists that are um, listening to this podcast, I'm sure everyone has a story about what brought them to the field. Um, if I'm gonna be real honest because I mean that's we're authentic here on this podcast. I honestly think all therapists are a little crazy. <laughs> um, I think we That's got. We got say. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think we're the crazy ones. Um, I think we've all had um, something in our past that has brought us to this point in wanting to help others and wanting to work in the mental health field. Um, my answer varies. I think sometimes I would keep it pretty general. Of oh, you know, I just want to be an advocate for mental health and. Um, or I've dealt with things in my past and I want to pay it for something more general. Um, or I would get more specific, like, well, my focus, a lot of my clientele or like, you know, um, autism or whatever that I am working at, like in, at the time, like, oh, I'm focused on addiction right now. And, you know, I kind of just stumbled upon it. I don't know, whatever it may be, but it depends.
1: It's kind of an awkward question too, because I'm like, I don't want to tell you if you're the you know the bank tell the real bank teller or someone at the gr- or someone at the grocery store and they ask like or a stranger that I just meet and it's like oh what made you want to get into that field and it's like I don't want to tell you that I've have like years of my own trauma and you know dysfunctional family and yeah you know, and I've gone to relationships therapy. that are in turmoil <laughs> right and like. I don't necessarily want to get into that. And I think a lot of us, like you said, have a story. We have um, experiences. Maybe we've seen a therapist and they really helped us. Maybe we wish we had a therapist growing up. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't really want to get that deep. So we should
0: we should make it fun and just be like, oh, I don't know. I wrote a bunch of names on the dartboard and just threw a dart. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote, you know. Um, doctor, I wrote like teacher and then I wrote like underpaid and then it's landed somewhere in between doctor and underpaid. So I chose therapist.
1: <laughs> 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 I pulled a out of the hat, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of us can probably relate to, to those questions. What are some other questions that you've gotten? Cause you, um, you work with kids a lot.
0: Yes, um, I, I definitely I get how old are you a lot, um, or people confused when they see me, so or even hear me when I do like a phone consult. Um, you know, I, I have a doctorate and I am twenty six right now. My well, uh, at this time of recording, my twenty seventh birthday is coming up in two weeks, I think. Um, so I am a fairly young professional, and so you know, when people see me and and I, you know, shake their hand in the waiting room and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Dr. Peach McGuire. Nice to meet you. They have this look on their face. I, I can't necessarily describe it, but they're taken aback a little bit and they say, oh, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Like they weren't expecting someone who looked like me. And that, And that has many layers to it. It could also be, I am a minority. I have a last name like McGuire and, and I'm young. It could be a a multitude of things, but sometimes they do the parents, especially of the kids that I work with ask me, how old are you? Um, You know, and it feels like I have to defend myself, but I think it took a lot of self of therapist work for me um, to be comfortable with that question and to kind of be like
1: yeah i'm 26 and what <laughs> right yeah like and i'm a badass cuz i got my doctorate and i'm licensed and i know my shit um actually you know i have a client <laughs> who
0: i um and this is the point in the podcast where you know we we don't say any identifying information but i did have a potential client who i saw for an intake and it ended up not being a good fit actually and and there's many reasons why but i personally did not feel comfortable being their therapist but the mom asked me um tons of questions like interrogation mode type questions but one of the questions she asked was how old are you and i told her you know at the time i was 25 so i'm 25 and she was like okay, so why should I choose you compared to maybe someone who's like in their 40s or 50s who has years of experience and maybe have children as well? And
1: I had to take a breath. (laughs) That's (laughs) frustrating, right? After how much education and training and time you've actually spent, right?
0: Well, yeah. and, And my answer was that, you know, it comes down to fit. It does. Um, because well, yeah, you know, experience does matter whether someone's been licensed for many years and someone's like, um, freshly licensed, but I honestly think it comes down to fit with clients because if your kid does like, doesn't feel like they have good rapport with me, it's not really going to matter much, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And like, even me personally, it took me maybe three therapists until I found the therapist that I really enjoyed working with and that I wanted to work with. So, you know, that was my answer. But still, like those questions, like the how old are you question, it took time for me to get used to that one.
1: Yeah, I used to get that. I don't get that so much anymore. (laughs) maybe i'm just getting older. Um, i don't yeah, i i don't get that too much anymore. um but I, I did in the beginning. uh and especially when i work with kids sometimes, i think some of my own stuff might come up as well because i i've done like i've actually led some parent uh groups on like parenting classes and like um just a very structured kind of group just for parents. And, you know, I'm helping parents learn what validation is and how to validate and why that's important. And sometimes I think, like, because I don't have children myself and these are, you know, parents with teenagers, and they're like, how on earth? That's what I think they're thinking, right? But I do have to remind myself that just because I don't have my own child, I'm sure has a benefit to kind of being able to work with this population, but it doesn't mean that I don't know how behaviors work. It doesn't mean that I don't know, you know, how to positively and reinforce and, um, validate in those kinds of things that actually, I see, there's something to bring to the table, Right. I think
0: um, it's sad too, and that this says a lot about our field in general is that if you go to a heart surgeon and you're about to get heart surgery, you don't ask that person whether they've had heart surgery before <laughs> to be your right. heart surgeon. But I think
1: you get this with addiction too, right? It's like, oh, well, are you recovering yourself? Then how can you help me, right? That yes. comes up a lot. Yeah. A lot. So, and
0: yeah it's true I think it it has it, it comes it just comes up in our field and whether it's stigma or people just look at mental health differently but I always and i'm pretty i'm a very straightforward no bs kind of therapist too when it comes to my style of therapy and I've said it straight up to some parents too of like I give them the whole heart surgeon metaphor you know of like yeah I, I might not experience all the same things that you or your child has. I might not have children at this point, but this is what you know i've this is what my experience has been in. I've worked at multiple hospitals I've worked at multiple outpatients with childrens of all different um levels of functioning, and this is what I went to school for you know and right. so um and sometimes it gives me. Fresh eyes, as well, not having have children, and you know, like I, I think it's different. I think, I think it depends on the clients too. Some clients mind, and some don't. You know, like I, for one, have a preference of I want a younger therapist. Um, I want a therapist who um, understands Asian American, um, issues and, you know, um, multi-generation problems in a family. Like I have a particular criteria. And so I think the, do you have kids question does come up, but at the end of the day, whether they choose you to be their therapist or not, it's, you know, you can't help it. it the, a client might really want a therapist who has children.
1: Yeah. And I think it all comes down to what you already said was like a, a good fit, right? Yeah. Like your good fit is someone that can maybe understand your culture, your background and understand kind of like what your generation is even going through. Right? right. So I, you know, I, I get some of that as well. And I think it's really like, what's your goal, right. And what can this person bring to the table and is it a good fit?
0: Yeah. 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 Let's talk about this fun one that we get all the time. Are you psychoanalyzing me right now? Oh my
1: God. I hate
0: that. <laughs> I don't know, I I don't know how many times I get that, and I still get that. Even with my husband's friends, um, you know, uh, the minute I say that I'm a therapist or while I'm listening to them tell me about their day, like, they'll say, so what do you think about that? And I'm just there drinking my margarita like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I was tuning you out,
0: actually, because I, you know,
1: um, and that, yeah, I get that a lot too. I think we all are going to get that. People are a little hesitant of like, oh, are they watching me um, or analyzing me? And I'm like, dude, do you like, to, do you like to work on your day off? Probably not, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're not paying me. I'm not analyzing you. <laughs> Yeah, um,
0: I've also I've also answered with like, yeah, if you pay my fee, I'm more than
1: happy to tell you <laughs> what I think about this situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's a tough one. Um, I think it just comes like a lot of people don't get it. They don't. I mean, I've even had, you know, on the on the other end of the spectrum of like people saying like, oh, your job's so easy. All you have to do is listen to people. Or I've had family members be like, oh, it's such an easy job, right? And I think you've had a similar experience um, with someone saying that. And I get so offended, right? Like, actually, my job's super freaking hard and draining and exhausting. And it it's, takes a lot of energy to be with a person in the room. And it's not just listening, right? So on one end, they're like, oh, you're, you're analyzing everything. And the other is, oh, it's so easy. You just have to listen.
0: Yeah. That one I get a lot too, um, for people who don't really understand the field or, um, (laughs) I can actually, I've had fights with my, I wouldn't say fights, arguments, arguments or disagreements with my husband before, you know, um, when I, obviously this was pre COVID. So, um, on days where I had like preschoolers that I worked with, you know, maybe some four-year-olds, five-year-olds. And I had, I would come home with like paint or, um, glue on me or glitter on me or, or something of the sort. And then he would, he said something along the lines of, looks like you had fun today. Um, or, or, you know, I wanted to, like, be lighthearted and I created this really, like, awesome artwork with my client in session today. Um, like, it was the last session and so I would bring it home and be like, oh, look what I made with my client today. And <laughs> he's just like, well, that's easy or, like, sounds like someone had an easy day or, you know, and then I'm just like, I'm just gonna just going to walk away and, you know, and ignore that he's he doesn't do that anymore. Obviously, um, after being together for a while and <laughs> and knowing that you know he's, it's not going to be a good night for him <laughs> if he says that. <laughs> but yeah, it it bothers me, and it, and it continues to happen. I think, um, especially when you work with
1: kids. Yeah, when you work with kids for sure, because I think even parents are like. Well, all you guys do is play games, right? Yeah. Um, Especially if you're doing a lot of like play therapy or art therapy, anything like that. Um, And people think you just get to have fun and play. And it's very far from the truth, right? It looks like play, but we're doing some really important stuff. Um, (laughs) actually it's a lot
0: of multitasking and my brain hurts. (laughs) It's like, I'm trying to sustain my client's attention while teaching emotion regulation, while playing a game and making sure (laughs) that, you know, the room doesn't fall
1: apart all at the same time. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's just, it's just a, it's a freaking hard job. And I get super offended when people say that. Um, I've definitely kind of snapped at some people in, in my life for making that assumption, um, because they don't see the days where, you know, I've had kids destroy my office. They don't see the days where I've had couples, you know, yelling at each other and I've had to kind of like squash that, um, or teens running out of the office, like whatever it is, like they don't see Mm -hmm. a lot of that. And even the days where it's not so maybe chaotic, it's, just being present and listening and being so mindful and engaged in a room for that period of time, like really feeling what your client feels is exhausting it's, it is It's wonderful and it's beautiful and it's super powerful, but it takes a lot of energy and you know especially if you're doing like trauma work right you're hearing a lot of stuff, which we're going to probably have an episode on vicarious trauma and and things of that sort, but it takes a toll. So, uh, it is not easy <laughs> if you're not a therapist or if you're thinking about getting into the field. Um, it does take a lot of energy, but it can be very, it can be beautiful. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think from, you know, now that we're working from home, um Justin has seen a little more of of what I deal with daily like there have been days where I come out of the room and I'm sobbing and I ask for a hug and he's like, you know what's going on? I'm just like, it's just it's just really rough. My client is going through a really rough time and and I can uh, it's hitting me right now with with what they're going through um, and I, I think this is just something that we would have to, I don't know continue to figure out and unfortunately we'll have to deal with because there's also been um times where I come out of the room after maybe 4 hours and cuz I had 4 hours back to back and obviously I'm not writing notes yet or anything and that's all I had scheduled that day and the response I get is oh you had a short easy day today <laughs> and I'm in my mind I'm kind of like an 8 hour work day in like you know cuz i used to be a server i used to work like an office assistant job but like 8 hour days in those jobs is like pretty much equivalent to having maybe five you know back to back therapy sessions or whatever it is <laughs> it's it's different
1: yeah. it's yeah, not a job where you work 40 hours a week right i literally just had this conversation with somebody and i was like there's no way there's no way i will work 40 hours in this profession. Obviously it's a little different if you're doing like, well, private practice versus like agency work or something like that. Um, but you can't see, you can't work eight hours straight every day, especially in private practice. Like Some people do,
0: back. which I mean, and I know. can't
1: all power
0: yeah. to those people who do, but I'm and speaking just personally, personally for me, if I saw more than six clients in a day, I would get into like, it being unethical territory. I would tell my clients who want to schedule me on a Friday at 6 a.m. Like you won't want me. You will not want me as a, as your therapist on Friday at 6 p.m. because I will be of no service to you. (laughs)
1: Right. My brain doesn't get started working. And then at the end, you know, if if you're my seventh, eighth client, forget it. My brain is mush. I'm not going to schedule you. I'd rather work another day and you be my only client that day. So I have the energy and the capacity to actually be there with you. Yeah, it um, would be again a that's personal personal preference and ability. Um, for me, I I think like we're all really empathetic people if we are getting into a helping profession, whether it's you know social work or therapy, psychology, whatever. Or if you volunteer, right, you have a level of empathy and you feel things intensely probably, you know? Um, and so that is, that plays a role not to say that people that work eight hours aren't empathetic. That's not. No. And I I (laughs) I
0: think the important piece is that the 40 hours, we probably do work 40 hours a week. It's just not all client contact, you know, those other hours are, um, you know, writing clinical notes um, and if you coordinate care with other treatment providers, then those phone calls, treatment team meetings, consult meetings, um, you know, consultations with colleagues, like all of, emails,
1: <laughs> all of those things. Supervision are, if you're still needing supervision on right. things, right? Yeah. Or
0: training, it, Keep keeping up with training to become a better therapist, like all these things um, add up to probably
1: 40 hours or more a week probably more yeah in some yeah. cases um, totally Yeah. any so- other questions that you've gotten or that is like a common question maybe
0: um, I don't know I feel like those are like the main questions that I usually get um, I don't know do you have any?
1: Those are the main ones for me. I'm wondering if any of our listeners have some funny stories or funny questions or common questions maybe that um, they've been asked. So we'll definitely be interested to hear from you guys if there's questions that maybe you didn't know how to answer or maybe it was, maybe you felt offended, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, let us know, definitely.
0: Yeah. And we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Burning the Couch. Be sure to subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Burning the Couch. And if you have a burning question or comment, just email us at podcastbtc@gmail.com. gmail.com.